I'm Jack Semlicka, and welcome to this episode of our 2018 Precision Farming Dealer Podcast Series. Today's program, Defining the Obstacles and Opportunities with Precision Dealer Training, will examine the current and future state of technology training in the precision industry. If this is your first time joining us, I'd encourage you to subscribe to this podcast series, currently available in iTunes, the Google Play Store, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and TuneIn Radio. Or if there's another app you prefer for listening to podcasts, let us know, and we'll make an effort to get it added here as well. And by subscribing, that will allow you to get alerts when upcoming episodes in this series are released. I also encourage you to mark your calendars and plan to attend the upcoming Dealership Mind Summit, July 24th and 25th in Iowa City, Iowa. The theme of this dealer-only event is intelligence-driven marketing and will feature a mix of general sessions, panel presentations, and roundtable discussions. Space is limited, and you can visit www.dealershipmindsummit.com for more information and updates. While internal technology training within a dealership can hold as much earning potential as it can headaches, but employee training is an essential investment for precision growth during the next five years with more than 98% of dealers citing this area as a priority in the 2017 Precision Farming Dealer Benchmark Study. Technical competency can be improved through annual training requirements, but dealers must also develop soft skills of their precision staff in connecting with customers to provide practical, reputable education. At this year's National Farm Machinery Show in Louisville, our editors had the opportunity to talk with a mix of manufacturers about their greatest challenges and future goals with developing effective, efficient precision training tools for dealers. In today's Precision Farming Dealer Podcast, we share excerpts from those company conversations with perspectives on training essentials, pitfalls to avoid, and areas where the industry is falling short. We start with a perspective from Brian Sorby, Vice President of Sales, Support, and Channel Development with Topcon Agriculture, who discusses a tiered training approach and assessment to tailor training to a dealer network. Well, what we do really is we try to focus most of our training efforts in the same center that we have all of our support people in in Olathe, Kansas. We do do some training at other facilities like in Fort Atkinson and, and out in Livermore, but generally the focus is in Olathe. We've set up a nice training facility there, a lot of AV equipment, a lot of simulators, so guys can actually physically touch product, real product, rather than just, you know, I guess death by PowerPoint, so to speak. So we try to make it as much of a, a realistic environment as we can. And so what we do is anytime we sign up a brand new dealer, we strongly encourage them to come to the training facility, send as many people from their organization as they can, and we do kind of a tiered approach. There's, there's like an introductory course where they kind of learn an overview of all of the products. We don't dive in terribly deep. We really just focus on exposing the entire catalog to the dealer so they know exactly what the whole product lineup looks like. And then what we do is we assess their skills, knowledge, prior experience, et cetera, like things like that where we kind of evaluate the dealer, so to speak, and then we tailor an actual course for them on a return visit. So if we have a dealer that, for example, focuses on rate control for sprayers, just as an example, and because of the market that they happen to be in or maybe their area of expertise, we don't bother having those guys come back to Olathe, sit through a training course on manure spreaders. There's no need to. So what we do is we evaluate them on that first session and we say, okay guys, come back a month later and we'll have a course that dives way deep 
into the product, way, in, way far into the technical aspect of the product, but it's tailored towards their business. So that's kind of what we do, I guess, to kick it off, so to speak, and try to have them back as often as possible for this ongoing education, so to speak. I mean, you mentioned one of the things, obviously, you don't necessarily want to overlap and you want to be consistent with, with what you're putting out there and the opportunities you present to your dealers. From, from the perspective of uh, kind of figuring out whether it's a tiered approach or, you know, kind of bringing in some of the new dealers versus the guys that are obviously a little more advanced, you know, have a, a little bit, uh, you know, deeper product line for, for what they're offering. And, and obviously with, you know, TopCon, you guys have a couple of different arms there that, you know, certainly your, your network can probably be touching. How are you guys approaching that, you know, as far as being able to kind of customize or cater to some of the guys that might be just getting into your dealer network versus the guys that have been there for, for a number of sure. years? Sure. Yeah. Well, it's a challenge. I mean, it, it, it all boils down to content. I think I'm pretty safe in saying we've probably got the most diverse distribution base out of all of our competitors. And mostly that's because of the Digistar acquisition. You know, we've got a whole host of dealers that only focus on livestock applications, products, feeding cattle, et cetera totally different animal than a traditional precision ag dealer that is selling auto guidance and rate control. That puts a lot of challenge on our training personnel and our support staff to try to not only themselves be across this vast product portfolio, but then to bestow that knowledge onto the dealers that come in, it, it becomes very challenging. What we try to do is we try to encourage all of our support and training folks to be as diverse as possible, but every one of them have a particular area of focus. So we may have a guy who's just very deeply rooted in the, what we call traditional Topcon products, the auto steering and, and traditional precision ag. And then we've got another guy on his staff that might have come from the Digistar acquisition where he just understands animal feeding, understands the software, the records part of it. Now, we try to cross-pollinate those two individuals as much as possible, but when we have a dealer you know, physically in our training facility, we already know that the, the content for that dealer needs to be focused on a particular area. We've already, you know, we established that, like I said before, on that first visit. And so that, that trainer, he takes center stage, typically. Now, so far, we haven't had much problem keeping support and training staff that have this kind of diversity. I see a potential where not only our dealers lose people, but, you know, people either elevate through the organization or they leave the organization. And, and at some point, we may not have that DNA, so to speak. That's why the efforts that go on behind the scenes as far as trying to cross-train and cross-pollinate that knowledge is so important to us. And we're doing it at all levels. Sales, support, engineering, you name it. It's it's really a challenging environment, but in the you know two and a half years since we made the acquisitions, it's it's if you sit back and look at how far we've come, it's pretty amazing. And I, I, we have to credit our people to that. We talked about a couple of the challenges, but in terms of the areas of emphasis that uh, you know maybe need to be part of strengthening some of that training that that dealers have. Are there things that you guys are, are looking toward uh, with kind of your model, the structure you have, uh, you know, opportunities where, where yeah. you kind of... Yeah, I think so. I mean, for us, my, my personal belief, and I, and I believe our, our support manager would agree with me on this, is real failure analysis, like real world scenarios is one of the most difficult things to try to emulate inside of a classroom. Mm -hmm. But it's the most important for our dealers. The biggest challenge that we have is, well, there's several challenges in the space of training that we try to address, but one of them is just getting dealers to keep uh, this information that we give them fresh in their minds. What happens is 
uh, and I think I, you know, I think all of our competitors would agree with this, is that dealers uh, during the off season want to train. They want to send their people in in December, you know, when, when nobody's in the field, they have the time, they have the bandwidth, they come in, they learn all this kind of stuff, they're, they're really stoked, they come out of training really with all this fresh knowledge, and then June comes and they get a call, and recalling that information is very difficult especially if it was kind of a strict classroom environment that they were learning this stuff in. So what we try to do is when they do come in for training, we try to give them as many real world failures as we possibly can. We intentionally cut harnesses. We you know, intentionally used damaged or defective goods and create those failures so that those guys have seen an error on the screen or they've seen a particular failure so that when that call comes in June, they're like, oh, hey, yeah, we, we covered this back in December. This is what the deal was, and, 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 they, and they put the fix out there. I think that's probably, content-wise, the most important part that we try to put together for these guys, for sure. We also caught up with Chris Dempsey, Advanced Farming Systems Marketing Manager with Case IH, who touches on evolution of training technology to keep precision specialists in the field rather than in the classroom. First and foremost, we, we want to make sure that we give our dealers the tools to support our customers. We do that in a couple different ways, uh, one of which is, is training, obviously, right? Um, so we, we have a, in, in the past, had very in-depth face-to-face uh, training. What we've learned over the years is you can't uh, expect dealer technicians to be out of the field for that amount of time. I mean, every time uh, we have a dealer tech in, that's time that they're not spending with customers. Um, so that's obviously what we don't want. With the evolution of, of training technology, really, it's allowed us to kind of adopt a, a, what we call a blended learning approach. It does a couple things for us. It keeps our techs in the field more frequently. So it's, a, it's an approach that it stretches out the time a little bit, but it takes less of their time during the day, if that makes sense. So that's something new we're doing for 2018 working on finalizing that for our dealer group. The other thing that that allows us to do is adjust our training material as technology evolves. Uh, it's very difficult to uh, adjust a, a face-to-face training in, this, in the time frame that it takes. Um, you know, take Climate Core Partnership, for example. If we were to try to design a class, if you will, based solely on that in a face-to-face environment, it's very difficult. But this blended learning approach allows us to kind of change that up on the fly. Another thing that we're changing for 2018 is um, we're going to look more at a, a continuing education program for our dealers. So rather than saying, you know, every every so many years you need to go back to training, and a lot of times you get into situations where um, your more advanced dealers are taking the same classes over and over, we want to avoid that, right? It, it doesn't benefit anybody. So what we're doing is saying you're certified to remain certified, an AFS certified dealer. Uh, you take continuing education courses. So as we release new products, as we um, make updates or enhancements to the products we already have, We'll release these um, continuing education type courses. The focus will try to keep them web-based, so webinars. If we look at new product launches, uh, Soil Command as an example, we'll probably look to bring those in and do some face-to-face training. That's kind of a high-level overview of yeah, how we handle it. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's great. Um, when, when you look at some of the, uh, the greatest challenges, you alluded to some of these you know, already, but um, when you're kind of seeing that, or, or maybe even the biggest voids that you're seeing with uh, precision training now for your dealer network, what are you hearing? What are you seeing? You know, what what maybe needs a little bit more emphasis, or, or you know, what's what's kind of posing challenges? For, yeah, you know? I think I alluded to it a little bit, like you said, but it's the biggest challenge I see is keeping the curriculum current. Um, as we release new products, as the industry changes, the demand changes, 
um, trying to keep those classes at a level that offer a, you know consistent benefit to the dealers that are coming through. That's probably the number one. Um, number two, talked a little bit about it, but is the the time that we pull dealers out of their respective areas. Um, again, I, we we try to schedule our trainings heavily in the off season, but obviously we we have North America, right? So. Um, just scheduling training classes in December and January doesn't always jive with our friends in the South. So again, trying to keep those guys in their areas is, is a big focus and supporting our customers. Feedback is a key element to training evolution and Russ Mormon, marketing manager with Ag Leader Technology, discusses the value of establishing hands-on training opportunities to keep pace with product development. Actually, just to kind of get a feel for it, talk to a couple of our territory managers just to kind of see what are you hearing from your dealers as to what not only Ag Leader but other precision companies could improve in as far as training. And he didn't even think about it. The guys I talked to said hands-on stuff. And so that's always a challenge because not every grower has one brand of equipment, so you've got to be well-versed in a lot of different brands of equipment, right? So what Ag Leader's done to address that is back in, actually starting in, in 2009, we built a building dedicated strictly to training dealers. It's called the Ag Leader Academy. Uh, it's in Ames, Iowa, just right next to our, our main facility. So over this past year, uh, Ag Leader actually completely revamped our dealer training to do more hands-on stuff. We actually purchased a tractor to do uh, steering hydraulic installs. We have a, a sprayer that we do. Uh, we break down all the cabling and modules and actually do installs. Uh, on top of that, we have a combine in there for doing installs for that. And then even to take it to the next level, we actually have, after the, the last day, it's like a full week training, the last day of the training, we're on with for special specialized in onboarding new dealers, but we also do specific ones for other for more experienced dealers as well. The one we just completed, week long training, was for new dealers, and on their last day, we actually had them sit down like they were in their office, and one of the folks from our technical support team called them like they were a farmer and explain to them what was going on so they had to use what they'd learned that week to diagnose a problem. So a lot of hands-on stuff like that. Uh, in addition to that, because we can't always get, uh, you know, sometimes it's not ideal for growers, especially further away, growers, dealers, to come to Ames to do training. So we actually did some regional trainings as well. They weren't week-long in-depth deals like that but we actually loaded up a trailer took a row unit and some other stuff and went uh, different places in the US so we, we've addressed that uh, we actually also have spent a ton of time over the past couple of years with online resources we revamped our entire uh, knowledge base for dealers so they've got videos they've got all sorts of troubleshooting guides you know they have opportunities to do to do all sorts of different things like that I was going to ask about the online. So kind yep. of going back, so you had one that was kind of designed for like kind of the newcomers and, yep. you, and you did kind of the simulation. Yep. So you have different tiers of difficulty. For Absolutely. Uh, we actually even number them very similar to like a uh, college course. We have a 100 to 200 and like a 300 level of stuff that we've done. You know, it, and it, like I said, that's all, even a lot of that has changed because because of the feedback we've got from dealers to say, hey, I want to be able to take a week and just 
hit everything and some guys well I just need a refresher on the steering or, or something like that so we do we do a little bit of everything and, and I think the way that the, the training team has just worked their tail off it's all been really well accepted this year so kind of going off of you know good description of what you have going on what are maybe some one or two things you know maybe not necessarily for egg leader but in general just voids that you know maybe you guys would like to see or just more yep. more training and maybe this or that you know you know niche or topic that, that you think you should see uh, probably you know stuff that's not as easy to get a hold of maybe like uh, data management type stuff and you know, it's not a piece of hardware it's not a flow sensor or a flow meter or a or something like that it's a it's a little bit more of a gray area so we do some trainings on that but it, that one's a little bit more difficult because depending on the region of the world that you're in you're going to be growing different crops that have different needs and if you've got growers asking their dealer hey i've got this data with this product what do i do with all the data so that's that's an ongoing challenge but really the most value of anything that Ag Leader does is in the data, so that's something that we're really trying to focus on and do better at. But that would that would probably be something where we get a lot of questions on as well, is what do I do with all this data? And uh, kind of a similar type of question, but um, just any areas of investment and in, uh, you know future opportunities you want to see outside of kind of the aforementioned? Absolutely. So, and, that, and that's good. We, with all the changes we made this year, we've, we've made a ton of investments in trying to make sure that there's lots of opportunities for dealers to get training, right? So we actually invested in mobile training type deals where we have stuff that we can roll up into a trailer, take off down the road, and that was all new for this year. We actually spent a ton of time, uh, the guys in the, in the training department put together a bunch of equipment that was strictly to be able to go on the road. So that's, that's probably where our biggest investment in training is right currently. Well, that's kind of anything I have prepped on my end. Anything that you kind of maybe that we haven't covered yet that, that you wanted to add in? Uh, the only thing I can say is, is uh, for, any, for any dealers out there that, that uh, aren't aware of it in the, just in this past year, if you, even if you've been to training before, even you know, just in the last couple of years, the only thing consistent about our industry in Precision Ag is change. Things change. You know, even I, as a corporate guy, I go to training at least every other year. There's new stuff all the time, and even if you just pick up one or two small things that you can help your uh, your customers out with, they're going to remember that. Talking with Scott Brotherton, product marketing manager with John Deere. He notes the importance of a targeted and focused approach to technology training to ensure dealers meet expectations and show true value to customers. I would tell you, first and foremost, and I know we're going to get into this, but it is a challenge to keep everyone abreast as to what's happening because in this digital space, it's it's moving so fast and it's really hard for our dealer channel to consume everything. Uh, and so, for instance, what I'm tasked with is to provide an awareness as to what's being released in terms of new features or functionality in the John Deere Operations Center. And so just about every other month as we're having these new releases, I'm trying to make sure that they understand what these features are all about and what the, the value that it will actually ultimately provide to those that are using the operations center, growers or retailers or agronomists, you know, those that are maybe partnered with uh, those, those growers. And, and so that's just one area that I'm providing that awareness, but to provide that deeper dive, there is a training group obviously at John Deere 
and they're providing content and training courses. Mostly that's online and available to our dealer channel. And, and so there are requirements and we expect them to, to, to take that training to make sure they are fully aware as to how, not only what it is and, and how it works, but the value that, that goes along with it. Again, I think the biggest challenge there is to make sure people are doing that. People, the growers rely on the dealers as being the experts, right? And so th these people have to know this stuff. Otherwise, we're, we're not going to get the adoption in the John Deere Operations Center unless these people are, are deemed the experts. And it's got to be on a sustainable basis. We can go ahead and have clinics, and that's what we ask dealers to do, is kind of re-deliver our content and have clinics and have different events where they're giving exposure to these tools within the John Deere Operations Center. They're having one-on-one -on -one consultation with customers. Uh, and so they're making customers or growers aware of this technology, but that's one part of the challenge. The other part is to make sure that the growers, the customers are using the technology on a more sustainable basis. They have to truly see that there's a value there. And I, I, I know from my, I'm going to tell you because I'm the product marketing manager for these technologies, I really do believe there's true value there for those that will use it. Uh, but I think we have to evolve, and this goes into a challenge in itself, is that we have online courses that are available for people at the dealership. That's fine, but in my mind, they're probably too long, and, and, and it's and it probably takes too long for us to develop this content and get it out to the channel. Where we're really taking this is that we have to provide, since we're, we have this iterative approach to the software, right? Uh, we need to have, I would almost like snippets. Like you have three to five minute courses on this subject matter, so that way it doesn't take a lot of your time, you get the information you need, and you're able to relay that to and if you're a dealer, relay that back to your customer so they completely understand exactly what the changes are and what they mean to them. Well, and you bring up an interesting point there talking about the fact that there's a lot of pieces to that training puzzle now because, yep. you know, from a customer standpoint, you know, they're going to be working with their equipment dealer, they might be working with another independent guy, they're probably working with an agronomist, and, you know, from the manufacturer standpoint, being able to train your specialists to be able to not only be up on all of the hardware capabilities, taking into consideration some of the software side, the agronomic side, I mean, that you mentioned that, that's got to be challenging, especially with how fast things are moving. It is. We have a department that's dedicated to this technology at the dealership and they're really the go-to people to to help the growers customers understand how the technology works and how it could be used uh, I, I think the the challenge there or what needs to happen at each dealership and it, it, it's happening at in some locations but it needs to happen everywhere where everybody within the dealership not just the integrated solutions manager the technology person there that's dedicated at the, the store it has to be all-in uh, approach, right? Everybody has to buy into this idea that technology is going to help our growers to transform their operation and make improvements and help them minimize downtime, uh, increase productivity, make more money at the end of the day. That's really what we are all about. And so there's plenty of opportunity for the entire dealership in every department to engage with that customer and to make sure they're all doing their part to help that customer down that path or that journey. So I think that is something that still needs to evolve, but I think the other thing that we need to do as a company, we're trying to do this now, is create these how-to videos. I, I feel like that the dealer can't be everywhere at every place for every customer. 
So the clinics and those types of events are a good start. One-on-one -on -one consultation is a good start too. But we really feel like the te technology itself is intuitive enough that if a person just has some basic instructions, they can get started. And that's what we're doing now. So if you go to our John Deere channel on YouTube, you would see a series of how-to videos. And so there's different uh, topics that are covered. And, and so that's the whole idea too. So again, we want people to dip their toe in this space, digital space, and get more comfortable and confident in their abilities to use the technology. But we need to have it where it's more sustainable, where people are using it more and more every day. Well, you mentioned too, you hit on this a little bit too, that obviously when you're talking about you know your integrated solution specialist mm -hmm. time, that's extremely valuable. You right. Know, and they obviously want to spend that time with customers, selling, servicing. Uh, you know, and, and this is something we hear, you know, obviously with the frequency of, depending on how many different vendors they have from a technology standpoint, being pulled away into different trainings and meetings and stuff like that, you know, it's difficult because that's time that you're spending away that's obviously valuable to get trained up, but at the same time, sometimes it's tough to, you know, kind of compensate for the time you're away from the dealership. You mentioned the how-to videos. Are, are there other opportunities that you see dealers being able to take advantage from a training standpoint? Because there's a lot of more things available, whether it's online or kind of talking about different peer groups or, or other things that you know have emerged beyond kind of the core foundation of manufacturer training. Yes, so we have on-site training for our dealers. They migrate south <laughs> to Florida, and mostly that's around the, the idea of being closer to the hard iron equipment, but obviously there's an integrated technology on board those machines. And so as part of that on-site training, uh, they, they have the opportunity to learn more about how those technologies work to make those machines work better in the field. But I think there's an opportunity as it comes to the off-board space, the digital space, where I'm more focused on going forward, and we're planning this now uh, for 2019, where we, we dedicate more of a class where people get more hands-on experience. So you have the online courses, we're going to involve that. You have Scott Brotherton engaging with these people during monthly webinars, and, and then we really see the need to have more one-on-one -on -one interaction with these people. So they truly have the opportunity to touch, feel, you know, get uh, how the technology works, how it all comes together, how it leaves the display, how it comes in the operation center, how you can use mobile apps all together, that whole ecosystem. But then more than that, it's all about the application of those tools. So these are people that are working with customers every day and they are in a, put in a position where they're gonna have questions as to how these tools can be utilized for their customers, which makes sense. So that would provide a platform for those dealers to provide uh, those, those questions to us. Mm -hmm. So we have experts there to, to help them better prepare for those conversations and still make sure that the tools are being properly utilized to help, help those customers out. We also chatted with Tim Hines, Director of Product Management with Raven Industries, who discusses the spectrum of tech-savvy customers and why a broad training platform is needed to cover the early adopters and newcomers to precision practices. It's one of those things that, you know, the products, the innovations, the technologies, those always get a lot of the headlines. You know, and that, that training is just that basic blocking and tackling that important foundation that you've got to do well, and it helps enhance good products, it helps enhance good businesses, 
um, you know, good technology, all those things. You just, you just got to do it. Um, the reason I say that is we know that there are so many different types of people out there, some that are very tech savvy, some that are less tech savvy. They're just different, different people. Whether it comes to dealers, whether it comes to end users, OEMs, um, the one thing that we've learned throughout the years is that you've got to train as many people as you can, whether it be internally. And at Raven, we make a commitment to training our, our teams on various things, the products, the technology, you, you name it, it's, it's all important. Uh, so we start there. We want to make sure everybody at Raven knows as much as we can about not only our industry, but our products, the way we do business, what's important to us, our values, our culture. That's where it all starts. And we take that and then we start deploying the culture of service and training out through our channel. And it really doesn't stop at the dealer. Uh, the one thing we learned that we've got to train our dealers. We've done a pretty good job over the years. We've got a, a state-of-the-art training center north of Sioux Falls on what we call the farm. Uh, it's our Raven Innovation Campus. And we host hundreds of people every year come in and do hands-on training. They get on machines. They interact with the products. Uh, we've got our precision ag specialists. We've got our service guys. Uh, we've got our training managers out there, 365 working on our training materials and making sure they know everything they need to know about not only our existing products, products that have been around for many years, but especially our new products that are coming out because that's always the, the big learning curve and what comes out and things change, things evolve, new technologies come out, new products come out and we have to train on that. The big emphasis for us over the last couple of years has been also training our end users. So our dealers and our OEMs will sell to a customer that will end up with our technology they'll be the ones that end up in the seat interacting with our product and we don't necessarily have a direct relationship with them uh, as far as a transactional relationship but we want to make sure we have a relationship with them so that we can also show them and get the feedback direct from them on what our products are doing how they're being received what they like what they don't like and then also training them on here's what those products look like we found a lot of customers a lot of end users that have 10-year-old technology, 20-year-old technology. We've also found a lot that have our latest and greatest technology. So the array of customers out there from an experience standpoint is just so wide and so vast and it's it's really fun to, to interact with customers at all levels. To get those high-end customers that have adopted the latest technology day one, those are always fun. The customers that have been using a piece of technology that they bought from Raven 15, 20 years ago 10 years ago and getting them into the newest and latest technology and getting them comfortable with it has been a really fun experience for them. And I think it helps the whole channel. You know, the Raven dealers, they go and they sell some Raven technology to a customer now that has a comfort level, a trust with Raven and Raven products that I think just helps in all aspects. And you mentioned uh, about re-implementing your precision specialist yeah. platform. Maybe you could talk a little bit about, you know, what that's going to entail and, and kind of the training element of that. You know, Raven, we uh, we introduced the Precision Ag Specialist before my time at Raven, so I don't know if you need to use that, but, <laughs> but we've had Precision Ag Specialists for, for many years, and then we refocused those resources to more of a sales role, um, and what we quickly realized was that there's a training and support element that is necessary within Precision Ag, within our industry. So. What we did is we decided to bring back the Precision Ag Specialists and what their focus is, is is training not only the dealers, making sure that the service, 
the parts guys, the sales guys understand our technology and how to support it, how to service it, how to troubleshoot it, how to sell it, all those things. But they also will work with the end customers, the growers, the ag retailers, the custom applicators, and make sure they are also in the know on our products, aware of the key features, benefits, understand how to troubleshoot some things as well to a certain level. They'll also, we'll go out and if necessary, if we want, they want us to take a look at their fleet, make sure all their software's up to date, we're happy to do that as well. We know a lot of dealers out there that do that and do that well. We want them to continue to do that. But in areas where we don't maybe have a, a strong dealer presence or you know geographically, it's kind of a hole in our channel, we'll go out and make sure that uh, that customer is getting supported. What do you see as uh, among your your network of dealers, kind of the greatest need? What's you know what's missing from a training element? I mean, it's it's evolving, you know, and, and yeah. there are new things that obviously. But I think when it comes down to it, a lot of it's repetition. Um, it's easy for you to sit through a training and think you've got it all, um, but it just takes time. It takes you know. Uh, multiple instances of doing, you know, uh, of understanding it, going through it, you know, like anytime you learn something, uh, hear something, you don't necessarily remember every single thing about it, you know. Um, and then, you know, with that repetition as we come out, we're going to come out with new products on an ongoing basis. Um, you need that repetition to come out and understand what's new. So. Well, and, and a lot of, I mean, dealers will also kind of, you know, swear by the, you know, learning by doing, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, you know, obviously there's classroom learning and then there's field learning. Yep. Um, you know, from, from your perspective, um, you know, there's probably a balance of the two, you yeah. know, certainly, you know, when, when you're training. I think the best way to characterize that from my point of view, uh, my perspective, is we try to get as much hands-on in our training sessions as we can. Uh, we've got actually a field out there where you can go run the machines and see it in live action. We're not going to say it's exactly the same as what they're going to see in their fields and in their locations, um, but we try to replicate it that as much as possible. The other beauty of this is, is when they do have questions and they do have problems, a lot of times some of the guys given training are the guys that are going to be helping them on the phone as well. They're going to hear a familiar voice and they're going to remember what they went through on the training and they're going to help them through anything that they're seeing in the field that they might not uh, remember or understand or something new. So. Uh, obviously, you know, the, the manufacturer training is, is still, you know, kind of the primary source where dealers are going to get their answers, get their expertise. Mm -hmm. um, but there's obviously a lot of, you know, other opportunities, other sources, you know, where dealers can kind of take advantage of, you know, whether it's online, you know, peer-to-peer, -peer, um, mm -hmm. you know, some external opportunities. Yeah. You know, is that something, you know, from a manufacturer standpoint that you guys take into account? Are you guys kind of embracing that, encouraging that within your dealer network? Or is it something where, um, you know, you guys still certainly want to be mm -hmm. the majority, you know, uh, source of, of training, but yeah. with the realization that there are other opportunities out there to strengthen your overall network? Yeah. So I, I think there's there's two things I'd, I'd touch on there, and I, I completely agree mm -hmm. with that. You know, some people learn different ways, and some people want to have, you know, that that live interaction. Some people, you know, would rather just look it up online. Um, and we, we feel like the best immersive training experience is at our location, face-to-face, hands-on, and, and all those things. But sometimes, you know, the questions that they might have or the things that they want to learn can be learned, you know, either online or with a knowledge base. And, and we have various 
online learning tools. We have courses that people can take online. Um, our dealers have access to hundreds of, of online, online knowledge base articles. Um, we also have trainings um, and then also our dealer summit where they'll come together They'll learn from us, but some of the value of that that isn't just the, the things that Raven says or the, the content that we create, it's the interaction with each other, you know, um, and sometimes, you know, they'll, they'll talk about things that they're seeing. Somebody else will have seen that and they'll, they'll talk about how they handle that or how they manage those kind of situations. And then we're there to learn like, okay, maybe that's something that we should incorporate into our training. Maybe that's something we should incorporate into our products and make a change. Uh, so there's a lot of really good interactions that we try to bring not only our dealers but also our customers into and, and just build those networks, you know, because you never know what kind of uh, feedback you're going to get. Well, thank you to each of the companies for sharing their time and perspective at this year's National Farm Machinery Show. Those listeners who would like to see more of our coverage can visit precisionfarmingdealer.com. I certainly look forward to your feedback on today's program, so feel free to drop me an email at jzemlicka at lessitermedia.com or give me a call at 262-777-2441. And if you haven't done so already, you can subscribe to this podcast series in iTunes or the Google Play Store to get an alert when future episodes are released. You can also keep up on the latest precision farming news impacting your dealership by registering online for our free daily email update. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at PFD Editors and on our Precision Farming Dealer Facebook page. Once again, I encourage you to mark your calendars and plan to attend the upcoming Dealership Mind Summit July 24th and 25th in Iowa City, Iowa. Again, the theme of this dealer-only event is intelligence-driven marketing and will feature a mix of general sessions, panel presentations, and roundtable discussions. Space is limited, and you can visit dealershipmindsummit.com for more information and updates. Well, I hope that you'll join us again on March 21st for the next episode in our 2018 podcast series, and be sure to look for continuing coverage from our third annual Precision Farming Dealer Summit throughout the coming year. For those companies we visited with at the National Farm Machinery Show and our entire staff here with Precision Farming Dealer, I'm Jack Zemlicka. Thanks for listening.